What is the story, guys? Welcome to the Energize Six Nations Six Part Rugby Special. Barry, how are, how excited are you that the rugby is back? I'm absolutely buzzing, Ross. To be honest, um, we've been waiting a long while since the last game beating New Zealand. Yeah, that was absolutely insane, wasn't it? Yeah. Possibly the greatest win in Irish rugby history, if not most definitely the greatest win in Irish rugby history. It was definitely, yeah, no, it, come on, like, let's call a spade a spade. That was the greatest win Ireland have ever had. Yeah, it doesn't actually get better than this. Uh, I've never missed rugby so much in my entire life. I was like, can the Six Nations be next week after that game? Yeah. But, uh, it's absolutely great. So, and what better way to kick off the Six Nations than Ireland versus England here in Dublin in the Aviva? Starting this season, Six Nations, the way we, we finished off last season, Six Nations as yeah. well. I think the question on everyone's lips is, can Ireland win back-to-back Grand Slams? You know what I mean? Like, Ireland are now the New Zealand of the Northern Hemisphere. Like, everyone's getting up for that game, and everyone's going to try and knock them off their perch. Yeah. I've actually never heard anyone refer to Ireland as the Northern Hemisphere's New Zealand. But uh, that's a fair point right now. Yeah, but, like, it's a bit like, you know when crap teams in the Premier League used to come to Old Trafford, and they used to, like, put in their best performance? That's what everyone's going to be doing against Ireland. Like, they're the team to beat. Yeah, it's mad how the Six Nations was over. Like it's starting back. That, like I can't believe it's a year ago since yeah. that all happened. And the first week is always the biggest week. It's the tone setter yeah. for the tournament. And like I remember when we lost two years ago, the first game in Scotland, and we were just like, "What? It, yeah. Like that's not supposed to happen." Yeah, it did tarnish the whole competition, really, didn't it? Yeah. But last year, remember when Johnny Sexton after like. 600 phases with yeah. the with the drop goal against France and Paris like that, mm. that that's one of the Ireland's greatest sporting achievements it is yeah like him putting his hands up after getting the drop goal is yeah. like iconic iconic image it in is iconic sports. it is iconic it, do you know what the, it, it's funny how like Sexton got the plaudits but when you look at it every player on the team had their hands on the ball at some stage going yeah. in and not knocking it on you know what I mean the pressure and everyone knowing not to knock that on because oh. like once you knock it on it's game over yeah I think it was something like 40 or 50 phases later and the next thing you know yeah and there, uh, that would be quite certain like 40 or 50 phases later and you're still sort of like in the halfway line territory you know what I mean yeah like, at, the, at the end of the game as well yeah. it's not as if it was the first 10 minutes yeah so like France were defending as if like every metre was their try line and then next thing you know Johnny Sexton popped the ball back to him dropped goal Thanks very much. I mean, I think I think we won the game by a point, wasn't it? Seventeen, sixteen, I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What what a win! Yeah. And but uh, it, what made it? I can't. I can barely even speak. What made it even funnier was like we were winning the whole game, and I remember France all of a sudden were like got in front, and it was like, how did that even happen? Yeah, but sure, look, we won it in the end. We got the job done. Yeah, and I, I can't remember the last time Ireland England like kicked off our Six Nations campaign. Normally, it always tends to be, you know, game four, four or five, doesn't it? It's funny how, it, yeah, you, like, even remember when um, Shaggy, aka Shane, Shane Horgan, yeah. remember he scored the try in Lansdowne when it was Lansdowne. Yeah. That was one of the last games as well. Yeah. It tends to be more of the, it's, it, how they pick, pick the fixtures? I'm not too sure, but I'd always try and put England versus Ireland as one of the latter fixtures in the tournament. Well, maybe they're trying to create a bigger buzz. You know, I mean, Ireland show. kicking off against Italy doesn't really make yeah. everyone clamour to Although, watch it. You wouldn't really want to uh, see Ireland play Italy in the last game either, would you? Uh, and like they beat the other four teams. No, uh, not really. No, you'd be a bit like, yeah, they're clearly going to win. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. You, you you like when there's that doubt. I suppose to play Italy, there's never going to be a doubt against Italy. 
we're always going to beat them. Yeah, well, it is a very... It, it, do you know what? This will sort of prove how good Ireland are because like, it's a huge test-first game, whereas there's no warm-up against Italy or no offence warm-up against like Scotland at home. Yeah. Well, obviously, now because Ireland are playing Scotland away next, that's a tougher fixture, but there's no warm-up game. Even France at home, that's a tough game as well. Yeah, no. It, look, this is probably the best chance for us to win a Grand Slam. I know we won the Grand Slam last year, but England and France at home... Like England, it's more so England France away are very very hard games, more so than you know Wales Italy Scotland away in my opinion anyway. So I'm glad to have those two at home, and I think we can easily well not easy but I definitely believe we can beat the other teams away. Yeah, well so, they're they're all going to be tough games as well. They are. We better be you better have your like get practicing all week your shoulder to shoulder <laughs> so when we're away well oh for this weekend Ross is going to the Ireland game this weekend yeah. against England and also we're travelling over to Edinburgh next weekend for Ireland versus Scotland yeah and uh, we're going to bring the kilts and the haggis and uh, the energise Ireland flag as well um, yeah so we might as well have a look at the Ireland squad for the England game um, what a group of players just to start off with yeah. uh, the squad was announced today I, I, I think the one talking point that everyone's talking about is Henshaw's in a fullback instead of uh, Rob Carney. What do you think of that? It's sort of like um, uh, I don't know. After looking at the starting lineup, it looks it looks quality, right? Like world class, obviously. Yeah. But there's something about Rob Carney that is just so it, like he's one of the first names on the on the team sheet. I'm not having him there. You're missing a good bit of experience. Like obviously Sexton's there, Murray's there. Uh, like Keane Healy is just a new man these days but uh, I almost feel like you have that insurance mm. when you have Rob Kearney there now Henshaw is very good obviously as well but they might try England might try and exploit that because he's not a natural fullback I know he's played there before but he's sort of coming back from an injury as well That's all, I think that's the biggest problem we have in the backs bar and in, in the front and the forwards I, like there's something about Rory Best that I feel like if he doesn't perform well in this Six Nations he could possibly not start in the World Cup, but uh, what do you think, Roscoe? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely really what you were saying. Uh, obviously, Rob Carney, I think he's only played five or six games of rugby since the New Zealand game, yeah, not very much. And there is something that Rob Carney, people I think last Six Nations were talking about, like, oh, this is probably his last tournament, whatever. And then he was absolutely perfect for the Six Nations, and then he set the world on fire against New Zealand. He was one of the best players in the entire pitch, and then people were like, geez, Rob Carney. I can't believe we were talking about he wouldn't be around for the World Cup. He yeah. wouldn't make the squad. And yeah. next thing you know, we thought he'd solidated his spot in the team. Okay, uh, would, you, would you say when Rob Kearney gets a few more games, uh, because it, like I'm pretty sure Leinster are actually playing this weekend. Yeah. But um, do you think once Rob Kearney gets a few more games under his belt, possibly after the the next week's Scotland's game, don't worry, there's a break. Do you think yeah. that Kearney could come back into the starting 15? Or do you think if Henshaw starts does amazingly against England why change the formula well I think it's one of those things where when you're wearing the green jersey you put in a good performance and you're available next week you get picked again you know what I mean like yeah. you don't lose the jersey off a good performance yeah. that's why Schmidt I mean? usually does it doesn't yeah. it very Schmidt. Schmidt Schmidt's an absolute brilliant man and manager uh, the way I look at Carney he had his last game against Glasgow Leinster won 8-7 I think it was and he wasn't that great and Leinster weren't that great and that probably went against him Okay. and I think this is one of those things where Schmidt's trying to get his best 15 players on the pitch. And there's so much talent in the centre with Bundy Akoi, Gary Ringrose and Rob Henshaw that he's trying to get all three of them, in, all three of them on the field. And Chris Farrell's brilliant as well. But the problem is Bundy Akoi has been possibly 
one of the best players in the tournament. He played all the Autumn Internationals. Yeah. And he played all the games, I'm pretty sure, last year in the Six Nations. He never got injured. And the thing is, is you can't have Bundiaki on your bench because he only covers the centres. Yeah. As opposed to Henshaw can do full-back or centres. He can play both centres as well. And then Ringrose has been absolutely outstanding of late. So I think it was more so trying to fit three people into two positions. So you got them all on the pitch. Okay, but see the way Larmer's on the bench as well. Yeah. I know he's very young and like any time he's playing for Ireland, he's definitely impressed. But do you think that like, where what position would you say Larmer is? I know he can play in almost any position. But if you were go if Larmer was if you were go if you were Schmidt and you're like Larmer, what's your favorite position to play? What position should he? What do you say? I think he's very good at fullback or the wing. I maybe just for the moment rather see him on the wing. I think fullback is an awful lot of pressure. On such young shoulders, okay. but uh, on the wing he can always beat his man. Uh, he's absolutely brilliant at it, and he's lightning quick. So you'd say so he's more of a. I'd rather uh, like if I had to put in Larner and take someone out, I'd probably take out Earls. But like Earls is so defensively solid, and like Earls is also deceptively quick. You sort of look yeah. at Keith Earls and you watch him run and you don't go, he's lightning, but he actually is. Like we've seen him. Uh, last year in the Six Nations when he came back across and covered that Italian tackle he ran like 85 yeah. years and we were winning the game by 40 yeah. points yeah. But, uh, like looking at, that, looking at that the backs there I mean absolutely sensational Like what? that's the best back line in the Six Nations yeah. it really just is I, I, don't, I don't honestly know who who has a better back line in the world I look at that team and go it's absolutely fantastic and it's great to see Conor Murray back as well Like that's, yeah. the, that's the team that beat the All Blacks except now we have Conor Murray as well yeah, in my opinion, definitely the best scrum half in the world. I'm sort of looking at this being like this is absolutely sensational. There's yeah. a, the, the 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 one thing that is slightly and anno- not annoying me, but that I would change is Henshaw for Kearney. But like, if Kearney's not fit, obviously, I, yeah. I wouldn't change him. But there's been talk this week about potentially putting uh, Carberry in ahead of Sexton, possibly in a fullback. Um, what do you make of possibly putting? We'll discuss the fullback situation a bit more. Could you could Schmidt pick Harvey to go fullback? Because look how well he's been playing for Munster. See, there always is that argument. Uh, you get Harvey on the pitch, but I prefer Harvey at half, and I prefer him as sub half. Now there was also talk about having Harvey start at half. People were like, "Oh, yeah. you should have him start." But at the end of the day, I think what happened was is the papers need to draw, uh, drum up a bit of drama, get the Munster versus Leinster thing going, get people talking more about it, and people are almost talking down Ireland coming into this. Uh, yeah, not, not, they were like, ah, oh, they're they're not that. Oh, I don't know, maybe they're not. That. I'm like, are you messing? I was like, I was actually thinking, I was part of the show. We decided not to do it, but I was like, gonna get Barry's name in Ireland fifteen, and then I was gonna name another Ireland fifteen without any of those players, and then see if they can win the Six Nations. Because I think the second best Ireland fifteen team could also win the Six Nations. Like that's how good the Irish squad is at the moment. They're definitely challenged. You see, it's funny the situation after the day after we beat New Zealand. The, 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 all the press were like Ireland are playing rugby from a different planet yeah. right? and then in this week in the build up to the England game it, after we beat England so convincingly last time the paper's like oh maybe we're not that good yeah I'm like what are you talking yeah, about it was, I was almost down at myself and then I look at this starting 15 and I'm like all these players are world class players and also Munster and Leinster in Europe are like getting the business done as well yeah exactly you know I mean? yeah. yeah it's almost what's, what's the phrase something of riches uh 
on a wealth of riches. Well, yeah, a wealth of riches that we all like. We even have these players yeah. that are even out injured, and, and even the subs mm. that are pushing to get yeah. in. Likes of Kirby, who's been absolutely sensational for Munster. That's yeah. why sure, I was. Sean Cronin's on the bench, and he's the uh, co-top try scorer in Europe. Like, what more do you want from someone? It's almost I mean? like an all-star team, yeah. to be honest. Looking at it, uh, they're, they're, uh, we put up a poll on our page today, being like, should Sexton or should Kirby start? The thing is, right, looking forward into the World Cup. Who knows what could happen to Sexton? Who knows he might go? Uh, he might go on holidays to Oyanapa and slip on a, a slip at a Jaeger bomb. Who knows, right? Who really knows? You can get people get injured over the stupidest things. And if Kirby has to jump in all of a sudden and not have played a huge game or started a huge game, that could work against us. So I was sort of thinking, what would be a bigger game for Kirby to come in start against England? Yeah, in, in the Aviva, you know what I mean. That could be that, could, and then test him out while he's hot right now. Yeah, no, what do you think of that, or do you think that Ireland are full on right to pick Sexton? First game of the Six Nations, you pick Johnny Sexton. He's available. Not only is he the best out half in the world, World Rugby Player of the Year, but like yeah. he's also a leader on the pitch. Yeah. He's like the commander of that back line, and you're putting him in there with the likes of uh, Bundy and with the likes of Ringrose and with the likes of Henshaw, and he has such good relationships with all those guys that it just makes sense. Um, and if you if you even look at the rest of the team. It's absolutely brilliant. Like Healy, you know, probably the best loose head prop, and Furlong probably the best tight head prop. I personally, if Roy Best wasn't captain, I think Sean Cronin would probably be picked ahead of him. Oh, that's um, definitely. Hold on for a sec, right? Like bearing in mind, right? If Kirby had started at a ten, he would have been playing alongside Murray. You know I mean, and they're both they're both partners yeah, but, in Munster. Yeah, but who's played more games together, Murray and Sexton or Murray and Carberry? Oh no, but like the question is, what way are Ireland going to look at his Six Nations? Is it like right, let's go for a Grand Slam, or is it right, let's get players playing certain styles going into the World Cup? Like what, what, like what in, would you be happier with? In my opinion, I think the media is trying to portray it as this is a World Cup year and we have to get ready for the World Cup. But I think Joe Schmidt's there to win the Grand Slam again. Like win the tournament that's in front of you and worry about the World Cup. When it's the World Cup. Yeah, see, like, that's the, I think that as well, yeah, right? But yeah. I'm sort of like, I'm sort of like, is that like naive to be like, oh, let's win this, the Grand Slam, be like, yay, and then go into the World Cup and lose in the quarterfinals? Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I don't think you start resting people in February for something in September. True, yeah. Yeah, you true, know what I mean? Like, that's not how yeah. it works. I know, you know I'm just mean? sort of looking at it as a full year, you know what I mean? Yeah, but also, like, if you think about it, like, Lencer and Munster are going to go quite far in the Heineken Cup as well. So, like, they're going to be playing that come, like, you know, May as well, you know what I mean? Like, there's not going to be any downtime for these players, you know what I mean? And I find probably a lot of players get more injured when they're resting than they do when they're actually on the field, you know what I mean? I guess you. What about, um? sorry, uh, we were talking about Carberry there. Moving into the next couple of games, do you think at some certain stage Carberry's going to start? Because you know Sexton. Sexton's like, a, like he's like the Tom Brady of Ireland. He, like, he wants to start every game and he wants to kick every point. Do you think that, that like going into next week's potentially Carberry could start, or do you think Sexton's just playing as ten? See, I, I'm going to start Sexton against Scotland as well yeah. if he's fit. Well, hopefully, but, yeah. But the thing is, I think if Ireland get it, you know, a 15, 20 point lead early on in any of these games, you can take Sexton off after fifty minutes and bring Carberry on. You know what I mean? That's like, the way you do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Every like, game, Car- Carberry can come on. You know what I mean? Like Sexton is known to be targeted by teams. You can easily bring Carberry on if he does get injured. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you have the world player, you're like, Barcelona don't rest Messi because like, you know, Dembele's playing on a hot streak. You know what I mean? I know, it's just, yeah. it's just, I don't, I don't want like all this pressure going on Sexton into the World Cup and then Carby have not been tried and tested. Yeah, but he's the man who like thrives under pressure. I know, I know man, but I don't want to put my hopes on Sexton to win us the World Cup and then be like, he's out. 
Yeah, but he fell over and yeah, went like, <laughs> I, I, I firm believe that if Carberry's in there, he, he can do just as good a job as anyone. But it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just like, here, look, you have 10 out of 10, you have 9 out of 10. Like, why would you start 9 out of 10 when you have 10 out of 10? Do That's why I look at it. Do you want to just realise, right? If you look at Bundy Aki number 12, do you, like, is he is he the star to come World Cup, would you say? Yeah. I think he is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then think about how much experience he'll have come then. And then also Murray at 9. So, it, like, Kirby, if he was just to fill in, I think he'd actually be okay then, because yeah. Aki would be permanently there. Connor Murray, those two, uh, like, uh, like, share bunks in, yeah. uh, in Munster, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, Carby and Murray are going to be playing week in, week out for Munster. And then Bundy Akoi, I feel like he's like Connacht's like absolute pillar, if yeah. you know what I mean. As in, like, I know uh, Queen Rue's in the team from Connacht, which is a uh, great to see as well. But I look at Bundy Aki and I'm just going, like, you know what? He's incredible. He's like a once in a lifetime talent for Ireland to have. Like, his, he brings such a like aggressive style to the game yeah. and like his ball carrying ability is absolutely frightening. And the lads seem to love him as there. well, don't they? Yeah, all the celebrations 100% and the only thing I fear about Ireland is this time I'm not as keen on our bench Kilcoyne and Porter do not have a lot of game time under Ireland uh, I, I, I'm okay with Porter because he plays with Leinster so does Healy and Furlong so I don't think that's as bad with the scrum Kilcoyne I'm a bit like we could have done with Jack McGrath not being injured Yeah, uh, Quinn Rue has very little game time under um, Joe Smith if any at all and then I've never seen him play with Tone or Orion so if one of those do get injured, maybe that weakens their second row a bit. And I think Sean O'Brien is one of the best replacements you can ever have because he can play anywhere across the back three. Yeah. Well, That's f- phenomenal. Yeah, well, we've covered the backs now, so let's get into the forwards. You're, 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 you're mecca of rugby. I think this is the best pack in world rugby, bar none. Uh, Toner and Ryan are absolutely incredible in the second row. Like You're not losing lineouts with Devin Toner inside. Uh, O'Mahony is like... In my opinion, he's like the real captain of the Irish team. As in, like, that's our leader by example. Yeah. That's the fella who you want to be in the trenches with. I always feel like there's a, a fourth captain and a backs captain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know Rory Best is, like, the captain. He goes and talks to the ref. But, like, I think everyone looks on the pitch to Peter O'Mahony and see what he's doing. Uh, Van der Fleer is one of the best ball winners I've ever seen. He was very dominant in the New Zealand game. He's going to be the guy I'm going to pick there. And then CJ Sander in an eight, he always plays well. He's incredible. Yeah, what's your take on it? Um, CJ Standard. First of all, he's been absolutely sensational in the last few games. Um, Peter Matty, I like I double down on what you just said there. He's after this. If Roy Best doesn't have a great competition, I think Peter Matty or even Sexton will get a captaincy. Could even get a joint one, you know? because yeah. if we win the World Cup, and there's there's the both that's a big trophy, you know what I mean? That is a big <laughs> trophy. Yeah. Uh, as for Ryan in the second row, um, I've never seen someone just be so dominant at such a young age and hashtag many, winning how, yeah how many games has he lost as professional one if not two yeah less than five we'll yeah. give him that uh, we, myself and Ross had a discussion during the week uh, with Van der Fleer over Sean O'Brien um, but Ross came out with a great point saying that like Sean O'Brien he can cover six, seven and eight so uh, yeah, he's, he's tu- very, very good utility player to have on the, the bench what is it the Tullow tank yeah yeah and then that forward line uh, Keane Healy just looks like he was a uh, He's born again, and he, I, I think he's going to put it all out this year. He's actually really good friends with Ross's brother, Chris, and uh, Ty Furlong. I mean, every, a monster. He, yeah, didn't he win last see, last year's player of the year, like number three, by yeah. like 90% of the votes? I, th- I think it was even more. I think it was like 96% of the people in the world voted him as the best Ty head prop. It Absolutely was incredible. Legend. And then, um, who really knows? Like, Sean Cronin. Sean Cronin's always good for coming off the bench anyway. You know what I mean? He'll give you that last 20 minutes. 
and he looks fitter than ever. Have you, as you said, what joint top try scorer in, in Europe? Europe, yeah. yeah I, I, I really, I'd love to sit down with him, have a chat, and see if, if does he think that he can, he can really push best out of side. For some reason, if best wasn't the captain, I think Crown could really be pushing in there. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. Look, that pack is absolutely phenomenal. But I suppose we should have a look at the side they play on the weekend, England. Um, yeah. Look, this England side looks very, very strong. Um, not as good as the Irish side, but I suppose we should talk maybe who gives us the who is going to give us the biggest problems um, the weekend. Where would you, well, I'd say, well, oh, um, before we go on, who, who, where do you think Ireland are best at? The forwards or the backs? It's sort of weird because we're brilliant at both. Yeah. Um, I'd almost say the forwards and they give the backs the platform to be able to do what they want. Just because I look at them and go, Healy, the best in the world, Furlong, the best in the world, James Ryan, probably the best in the world. O'Mahony won the best in the world. Uh, Van der Fleer and Stander won the best in the world. I'm not too sure if Toner around the pitch is as good as some other second rows. Like Amaro, Otoji. And then like Rory Best is like, he's knocking on the door of retirement. Like he's holding on yeah. for the World Cup. So yes, like, yeah. I think there are two, but those two as a whole, Best and Toner are like perfect combination for the line out. Yeah, they are, yeah, that height. <laughs> but uh, okay, so you think Ireland's forwards are better yeah. than the backs. So England's, England have the potential to they'll do more damage with their backs then I'd say so we should kick off with England's team with the backs and see what what we should definitely look out for um, right well Ben Young's that scrum half and I think Conor Murray's going to boss him around he's not on the best form yeah. in relation to Conor Murray exactly yeah but uh, the big clash is always Farrell versus Sexton yeah the, the two mates yeah the two mates from the Lions tour um, look Owen Farrell is brilliant he, at one stage I thought he was better than Johnny Sexton how wrong was I? Yeah. But uh, maybe because he was playing at twelve as well, you know. Yeah, I thought maybe he was a bit more versatile. Maybe I thought he was a better player. Yeah. But look, he prefers to play twelve, but he has to play ten to fit in the other good players thing and half. Um, Owen who, Farrell who is who, he runs a game well. Who do you think is a better kicker, Owen Farrell or Johnny Sexton? I think Johnny Sexton always gets the kicks when it matters. I've never been like watching Johnny Sexton then like disappointed he missed a kick. You, obviously, uh, Owen Farrell's dad is one of the coaches for Ireland. You, he's going to be the next head coach as well. He's going to be the next head coach as yeah. well. So, do, do you think he comes in, he's like, right, Owen's bad off his left hand or keep him out wide or, you know what I mean? Well, well, yeah, he, pressure, probably yeah. Break, he probably breaks down the team as, as if, he, if it was anyone. So uh, funny, his, his dad's there ratting him out. It's so like, <laughs> so like Mayweather's dad when he's training was in a pack yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's luck. Very Dick Cadwell. Yeah. And Ross. the biggest threat in the entire back line is England's version of Bundiakai, Manu Tuolangi. This guy, he makes yards every time the ball's in his hand. Yeah. He's one of the most aggressive players I've ever seen. And he's actually brilliant. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you don't know him, uh, who, who did he punch again? It's Ashton, was it? Yeah. And like, yeah. He, he like broke his eyes talking yeah. or something, didn't he? Che- check that out. Uh, Manu Tuolagi punching. Yeah. I think it's Dean Ashton. Or no, Dean Ashton. No, no. Chris, Chris Ashton. Chris Ashton. <laughs> he's actually, he was on the bench for England. He's on the bench. He better not come bench. on. He's on the bench. Uh, and he's partnered with Henry Slade. So that should be an interesting partnership. I, I can't recall seeing them two playing centres uh, before. I think Jonathan Joseph was in the centre last time at Tuolagi for last year, Six Nations. And then the back three are very dangerous. Elliot Daly's brilliant with the boot. Very, very good distance on that. Jack Noel is... Brilliant scoring choice. He's the very worst scrum cap, yeah. if you don't remember. And he sometimes dyes and his hair as well. Yeah. He? yeah. And then Johnny May is also excellent on the other wing. So there's plenty of uh, attack and threat on that England side. Were those three also in the line squad, yeah? They were. All three of them were in the line squad. So it will be very interesting. And then the fat boys up front, Marco Vunipolo is uh, or Vunipolo, uh, is a, a brilliant uh, loose head prop. He, he's up there with Keane Healy. Uh, Carl Sinclair 
is a monster, great ball carrier, very large individual. Uh, James George, brilliant hooker. Then the Toji and Cruz are fantastic because they play together at Saracens. They've won, what, two or three European Cups together? Yeah. Toji um, was, wasn't Toji up for, nominated for World Player of the Year? Yeah. Was yeah. it last year, if not the year before? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, brilliant uh, line-out uh, ball connection there. Yeah. Um, and then also, the, as a replacement, Courtney Laws is on the bench as well. Yeah. There's loads and, of experience. And he's very good in the tackle and in the line-out. Uh, it's like an extra back row around the field because he does play back row as well. Then you have Mark Wilson, Billy Vunapola, who you could argue is the best number eight in the world. He's brilliant ball carrier. He's always playing with his socks around his ankles, that fella. Is he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Lawrence Blanc stuff. Yeah, that's, that's his thing. And then Tom Curry, <laughs> he is, he's almost like, I'm not going to say an unknown quantity, but he's only 20 years old. He plays loose uh, side. He plays um, open side flanker number seven for England. And he's absolutely brilliant at winning the ball. So him versus Vanderfleer should be an excellent battle on the ground. But they're not going to be good enough to beat us. I know, that's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm just glad they have quite a good team. How we'll, we'll get to see like a competitive match. I, like I see, looking at it on paper, it looks like a good team. I feel, yeah. like, I, I feel like what they're lacking that Ireland have is like partnerships. You know what I mean? I know in the second row they have it, but I feel like Ireland have so many players that have played with each other so many times that they almost know each other's moves. Like an important, a, a, an important place on the pitch is the first centre and second centre. And I wouldn't say Tuolagi and Slade will know each other's calls that well. Yeah. I feel like Tuolagi would probably do more crash ball than passing it. Yeah, wide, I, think, you know? I, I agree with you. I think the continuity in Ireland's team yeah. is absolutely brilliant. And those players play with each other week in, week out. These England players, they sort of meet up and go to camp together. They're like not all on the same team. Yeah. And it's also being held in the Aviva Stadium as well. It's yeah. not being it's held in Aviva. In the Aviva. There is, yeah. So, look, if I'm being honest, I expect Ireland to win. And you know what? I think Ireland will probably win by about 12 points. That's my prediction. Yeah. It, the, oh, good shout. Uh, the bookies actually have it to Ireland to win by the handicap minus nine. So, Ireland starting off with minus nine points. So, you think over 12. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so although I, like some other places are saying, I think people are trying to be, like be like oh minus four or minus five. So Ireland aren't too smug going in, yeah. but uh, Ireland were so devastating over in Twickenham last time, and then only because they were like sipping points out of the Luxe bottles, yeah. celebrating before they got the uh, England got to try at the end. It could have it would have been a bigger win. Yeah, but I'm gonna go for Ireland at home. Everyone, that's the great thing about the Irish team now. Everyone has to put in a, a 10 out of 10 performance. Yeah. Even if Johnny Sexton drops off a bit. Uh, Garbage breathing down his neck. Exactly, man. I'm going to go Ireland minus 15. There I'm, I'm expecting it. a big win. Um, if, the, if you're like, obviously, we have some English fans here as well listening who are absolutely unfollowing us as we speak. But uh, who are the main threats for people? to look out for for England Roscoe because uh, obviously Owen Farrell will be well known for me, for me it's Farrell uh, Tuolagi Billy Vunapolo and then probably Elliot Daly just Elliot just because just because he, he can like do goal kick from like 50-60 yards out so yeah. like it's a pretty big deal for them and if you were the manager now for England who would would you be targeting on the Irish team would you be going for Henshaw there I'd probably the go I'd probably have Elliot Daly kicking long balls down to Henshaw and see how he deals with them so definitely, it's definitely early on anyway see how good he is under the high yeah, ball yeah. other than that like, it's very hard to target the rest of him maybe Ring Rose in a 13 just because he's a bit slider maybe his tackling isn't as uh, as good as it should be I think their pack might be heavier as well so maybe yeah. if they get a few sc- try and scrum down a lot and then uh, mm. attack the backs yeah yeah but uh, 
that's the okay. So we both gave the prediction for the game. Uh, what what do you think is going to be the overall results of the Six Nations as well, Ross? Because uh, the Six Nations actually kicks off on Friday night. That's France versus Wales, which is always a good game. Yeah. Uh, the second game is Scotland versus Italy, and uh, I'd expect Scotland to win that. But and then the third game is Ireland versus England. But um, what are you expecting from the whole Six Nations? I think we're both. Agreeing. I think Ireland first, Wales second, England third, Scotland fourth, France fifth, and Italy sixth. You're not expecting a big year from France, no? Um, see, I think it all comes down to that first game, and I, and I, I sort of fancy Wales to beat them in the first game. And if, if you know yourself, if you lose the first game, you're six nations. Well, then you're sort of brown bread, aren't you? That's the thing. Yeah, it, it dampens everything. Yeah. Especially that French team; they seem to turn off with a loss. Yeah. But uh, Ireland are taking on England. We're expecting Ireland to win. Scotland are taking on Italy. Respecting Scotland's win, and then we're going over to Edinburgh next yeah. week to watch Ireland versus Scotland. And uh, both teams, if they're coming off a win, it'll be a great encounter. So, if you want to get the energised treble on on the bookies this weekend, it's Ireland, Wales, and Scotland. Ireland, Wales, and Scotland, man. Uh, what you make of this show anyway? I really enjoyed it, man. Yeah, nice, quick half an hour rugby show. First part of the six part series. It's a great way to start off the Six Nations campaign. Yeah, and if you're listening to this on Thursday, we're asking who do you think will win? the Six Nations and if you're listening to this on Friday we're doing a quick we're going to do a competition and we're going to ask you who do you think will be the first try scorer of Ireland versus England because uh, everyone likes to interact in the rugby stuff so. and the winner's going to get a shout out from the Energised boys so guys thanks a million for listening and as always stay energised